business owner, I have found out through trial and error that it's really important to seek out efficiency, not only in your day, but your day, your month, and your year so that you can reach those goals and stay sane while you do it. So in this episode, I'm going to share a system that I use to stay efficient and so, so that I can grow my business and stay sane while I'm doing it. But you know the drill. I'm going to share all that in just a second, and you need to stay right there if you want to hear what I'm going to say. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. We are on episode 115, and we're going to be talking about a topic that is really important and should be important to all of us as entrepreneurs. It's about how to be efficient um, in business and how does it become an efficient entrepreneur? Because the reality is we're doing so many things. We're juggling so many balls at the same time in the air. And if we're not efficient with our time, we're either going to get burnt out or we're not really going to reach our goals in the timing that we have for ourselves and, and reach our goals in the, t in the way that we want to, right? So first, I want to say thank you for being here. And I also want to say that this is a very interactive show. We want to hear your comments. Please let us know what you're thinking. Ask us the questions, um, you know, and, and let us know what, if there's anything that comes up for you, if you have any aha moments, if you have anything to offer our audience as a tip on these topics, please chime in because we want to know all you have to say. And we appreciate you being here. And we are on a lot of social media platforms. So definitely you can listen to us or watch us in many, many forms. Uh, we're on iTunes, of course, so you can hear us while walking and strolling along the beach. Um, or you can watch us on Facebook because all the replays live right here on the Facebook page and Waste Up Wardrobe. And we're also on YouTube. And um, we stream live every Thursday at 1130 religiously to bring you a new fresh show every single week. So know that and join us and invite a friend. Uh, you can also read us and review us on iTunes, which would be fantastic, of course. So I also want to say thank you to my super awesome producer, Rick Moscoso, who's always in the production room making this entire production possible. There he is saying hello, <laughs> but he's going to join us on the show because he is um, a dynamic entrepreneur in his own right. And I know he'll have a lot of light to shed on some of these thoughts and ideas that I want to share with everybody. So when I started business, I really had no idea what I was getting myself into. I feel like, you know, we are, uh, as business owners, we take this risk and I am kind of risk adverse. It's not something I would normally do. But when I started my business, I went against the grain, against the grain of my nature. I was like, I'm taking this risk. I'm taking a bet on myself. But I really didn't know getting into it what 
everything, you know, what the business world had in store for me. And I got to learn um, by going through the journey and by the process. And one of the things I found is that in order <clears throat> to be efficient, in order to stay happy in my business, I had to be efficient and I had to build in systems to stay efficient. And I would love Rick's take on this. And if you have found this idea of being efficient, Rick, has ever been something you've thought about, or if it's something that you actually practice. Oh, being efficient? Absolutely. I mean, we're all we're all jamming for time, right? And yeah. uh, we have to be efficient as entrepreneurs. We have to be organized as much as we can. And, you know, we've talked about this before, um, about being organized and really having a plan um plan in place so we're not we're not stumbling along the way and trying trying to fill in things just to fill in things right 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 <laughs> i mean you know i have to say that we're not always perfect sometimes there are days like that where we're stumbling along but and efficiency of course is really important that is a topic but it's more about the things you build in as a business owner to be efficient cuz you know, it's the habits. It's those little things that you do as um, somebody who really has a lot of hats to wear that can make it a little bit easier. One of the things that I do, which is kind of my number one in this top 10, is having a morning routine. And although that doesn't seem very business related at all, and many of those tasks I do aren't very business or related, they get me grounded, grounded and centered. Do you do you have a morning routine and do you think that helps you in business? Oh, yeah. I don't know how long ago I learned this, but I, I even saw this in the military, right? Is, is the, is, and, and I do this with my son. Yeah. <laughs> that way he feels like subconsciously he feels like he's done something. And that, that, that thing is as soon as you get up, you get ready for the morning. You first thing I have him do is make his bed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you get in the habit and then that way, okay, I've completed at least one task mm -hmm. task at the top of the day. Yep. And it's a simple thing. And not only that, it keeps his room a little neater than it uh, usually is for a teenage boy. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, how about yourself though? Do you have any habits that mm -hmm. you really build into the day? And I totally get what you're saying, right? Like as simple a task as making your bed makes you feel accomplished. It makes you feel like you've already completed something. And I think that's the idea, right? It's kind of getting your mind in the right place. Yeah. I mean, I'll do that too. So I'll, I'll uh, make my bed, <clears throat> then I'll grab a cup of coffee and I usually sit outside and just looking to the birds. And, and even if it's, you know, it's probably five, 10 minutes, I'll sit out there, have some coffee and just kind of sit and think about the well I, before i even think about the day i just kind of just take it all in you know yeah. and have that quiet time uh for uh by myself and um um uh it, it just kind of puts me in that right mindset where okay i feel relaxed i know that's going to be a busy day but at least i'm starting out with with uh with a pretty good attitude i feel relaxed i'm ready to take on the day yeah. And it's sort of meditative in a way, right? I mean, some people's routines are meditative. And um, so just being outside with nature, <clears throat> just kind of taking it all in gives you that chance to be grateful and, and just kind of take it all in and sit with it and sort of to to clear the mind. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, uh, 
it's I, I before I got into business, you know, I was pretty inconsistent what I did in the morning, right? Yeah. I found it it became stressful, it became unpredictable, and I I found myself like really tired like midday. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out why until I got into a rhythm of of starting out my day with something that was consistent, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to share my morning routine. Uh, and it's so interesting. I built in this morning routine. It's a, it's a, it's kind of like, um, a, like an eight step process. And, um, and I kind of overwhelm myself by building in too many steps. <laughs> my morning routine, but I wanted to do all these things. And I kept thinking, okay, I might not be able to dig deep into each one of these things. Like if I just spend five to 10 minutes on each of these, I feel as though at least I did it and it doesn't have to have any pressure attached to it, any judgment attached to it. It's just whatever I can get done. And, um, and it's evolved, but one of the first things I do, of course, I wake up and I make my morning coffee. And that is like my, my world every day is book ended by two rituals my morning coffee in the morning and my warm bath at night. And that gets me really, um, you know, it gets me really set up for the day, something to to do to kick off the day and something to end the day with that can calm me and, um, and get me settled in for the night. But the morning routine starts with a cup of coffee, of course. And then I have a habit of always, every day, religiously, checking my bank accounts. Now, I know that can sound like it is a little bit, could be stressful because it involves, you know, business and numbers, but I feel as a business owner, it's really important to be connected to your numbers. And I feel like when you do it more frequently, it's actually less stressful as opposed to looking at it once a month. And then you're like, Oh, I don't want to look at the credit card bill, right? Rick, I really want you to be chiming in here. So stay on stage here because this is like, I, I don't know if anybody else could relate and I really want to hear what you have to say. But so the checking of the bank accounts is like key for me. And I spend like 10 minutes in the morning checking my bank accounts, checking my credit card. And then I'm like, okay, I know where I'm at with my numbers and now I can move on. Then I spend some time reading my book whatever book it is I'm using in the, or, or reading in the moment. Um, currently, I've actually um, picked up a book that I'd read in the past called Unbeatable Mind um, by Mark Devine. And, and so it's a book that at one point I'm going to do a book review on because it's one of my favorite books. And not only is it one of my favorite books, I really... Um, have used a lot of the the takeaways from there throughout throughout my training my my training and, and life really so i check my bank accounts i read a little bit of my book i do a facebook post early in the morning so i can get that out of the way because i need to connect with my people um and then i might be ready to go to my workout I really feel my training my workout is part of my routine that i will never give up i do it as, as, um, as if my life depends on it. it, I don't miss it. And if I miss it, if I have to miss it one day, I make it up because it really gets my mental state in the right place. Cause I get exerted physically and I feel as though like that gets me ready for the day. Then after my workout, I might come back and finish my routine because I have included in my routine um, a time where I will work on morning pages, which is sort of that 
you know, that putting down your thoughts right when you wake up and I should be doing it really first thing in the morning, but guess what? My bank account, that takes precedence first, but it's sort of putting down all the thoughts that come to your mind um, um, in the morning so you can get all that stuff out so that you can clear all the stuck energy and really be focused the rest of the day. And it's morning pages is something that I learned from the artist way book, which I'll be doing a book review on at some point as well. If we already, if we haven't already, which I'm pretty sure we haven't, but that's like one of, again, one of my favorite books, actually, it might be my actual favorite book. Um, and then I have this, this thing that I'm doing where I'm trying to write a full handwritten version of the Bible before I, you know, before I leave this earth, I just want to kind of leave this handwritten version. So I actually spend some time transcribing some of it. So that's my morning routine and it gets me really ready for the day. It takes um, probably start to finish, not including my workout, probably an hour because I don't spend a lot of time on each one of these things. It's like 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And then I feel great. Rick, what do you think? Uh, any of this, um, any of these resonate with you, especially the checking of the bank accounts? If you are there, we'd love to hear your, your side of the story. Oh, well, I'm not as fanatic as you are. Checking, <laughs> checking that um yeah i i i maybe do that once a week i don't know maybe more yeah. than that but yeah. um um no i <laughs> that's a little crazy i think you know what <laughs> it keeps me really focused on my goals and it keeps yeah. me very connected to what's going on i know mm -hmm. once a day is pretty extreme but I always feel for me personally, and all these, of course, are personal tips, right? They're not, yeah, you yeah. take what you, that, what you think would work for you. But for me, mm -hmm. it keeps me connected to my goals. It keeps me focused on, okay, I can't really invest in this, this month or this, this week, I have to wait till next week, that kind of thing. And, um, and, and it, it just, it just, it's, it just has worked for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's different. Like you said, it's different for everybody. Yeah. And um, I have a, I got in the habit a long time ago, uh, when I started in my sales, uh, in my corporate career is to, um, the night before I always would create a checklist for the, to do things during yeah. the day, during the day for the next day. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, um, and then, uh, would, would try and prioritize what I needed to get done right away. What I, um, what I, what I could work on that maybe was a more of a long term would take longer than a day or two to, to get rid of. And then stuff that, um, and then, and then stuff longer term than that. So that way I could get back to clients right away. And the next morning I could, you know, move forward on projects that I, I was working on and, uh, kind of keep my inbox empty as possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thing that you hate to see is I turned off the, the inbox count, right? Which is ridiculous because, you know, if I had that on, it'd be like 40,000 emails. But um, uh, if I do have anything, it's a notification of how many unread, um, you know, emails I have. And I get in the habit of saving stuff and mar or remarking them as unread because I know I'm going to come back to them. Yeah. But um, it's it, for me, it's it's stupid crazy because um, I have I currently have 411 unread emails. Right. Out of that, maybe a dozen, maybe two dozen max are something that I need to act on. I, I've just been saving stuff to just, because I didn't have time to read it at the time, but then, you know, that list keeps get stacking really? up. Yeah, yeah, keeps going. So, uh, and then you end up spending a lot of time going back. And it's like, I really didn't need that anyway. 
Um, yeah, yeah. So. I mean, that is so true. The inbox is is one thing that does grow, and that if you build that into maybe your your habit, your routines in the morning, it could really help you stay efficient and stay on top of that, which I think mm-hmm. is a great idea. Yeah. So morning routine, right? We've covered morning routine. For me, it's the eight steps. For you, it's your cup of coffee out in nature, um, and that is sort of the. I think that for me is my foundation to get started in the day and stay stay on task and stay grounded. The second thing is sort of the working out, right? I know that's part of my habits in the morning, but the thing I wanted to highlight with with the working out and training, I really do feel like there's old adage, right, of a healthy mind is in a healthy body. And we're not talking about being somebody that needs to go run a marathon or somebody that is training like a crazy person every day. Um, But we're talking about movement, something that moves you, right? So if you're somebody who loves to hike, like really building that into your week is really important for your mental health, right? Because the physical exhaustion exertion gets your blood circulating, it keeps you healthy. and, uh, And again, and it keeps your mind healthy and keeps you sharp. Because uh, I believe that training is when you're in the gym and you're training, or if you're exercising in some form, really how you're acting in that workout informs the things that you do in life. Because, you know, I think there's this huge metaphor between uh, training your body and working in business. It's, you know, when you're training your body, you need grit, you need to be able to push through, you're going to fail, but you can't, you have to, you pick yourself right up and you try again differently or harder or in a different way. And all those things are true for business. And Rick, I don't know if you have any um, input on that, but seriously, everything that you do in training your body, whatever movement you've chosen, whether it's golf or hiking or swimming or um walking, you know, whatever it is that moves you and doing it with this integrity, with this feeling of like, I'm going to get something out of it has so much of a metaphor to how we work in business. What do you think? Yeah, I I totally agree with that. You know, I'm a, I'm a big golfer. I haven't golfed probably in like eight months now because of, I'm going to have surgery on my shoulder, but that's another issue. But um, training myself in golf, you have to be very disciplined um, it's very repetitive, but it's yeah. it's very challenging because one shot is never exactly the same as the next one, right? Yeah. And so <clears throat> you just have to. There are some basics that you have to to train yourself to do, and just be disciplined to just you know um, um, doing it over and over and over. And so with with that mindset that I've drilled into my head over you know many many years, um, I've learned to be able to to implement those practices or those same concepts, you know, when in, in everything that I do, when I sit in front of my computer, if I'm editing at the time, or if I'm helping a client, um, you, you kind of, uh, ingrain yourself into a, 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 not only a habit, but a system, um, that, that will help you be more efficient. Yeah. Yeah. So that training of the body is really, really great. And I know this next one that I'm going to bring up, you do a lot. I mean, you 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 follow pretty religiously, I think. Um, but it's number three is turning it off during the weekend. You know, turning off work during the weekend. 
And I used to be terrible at that. Like I always loved, I love what I do, right? And we all do, like as business owners, we love what we do. So it doesn't feel like work. So you, you always wanna be doing it, thinking about every minute of the day. But I have found that, you know, as my business has grown, and I, I'd love to hear your take on this, as my business has grown, that being available for clients as much as I love to do that can be very taxing, especially because I have, a life outside of my job, right? Yeah. So I made a decision for at least Saturday to kind of not think about work. And sometimes the thoughts will creep up like, oh, I got to get that done. I got to get that project done. But I'll turn it off because, because I do need to almost forget about work completely at least one day a week so that I can, um, so I can feel fresh again for the beginning of the week. Your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I, I, and I agree with that. I mean, I, <clears throat> Um, yeah, you'd love to get back to every message that comes to you over the weekend. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, um, somebody, I forgot when, how, how long ago it was. But, oh, I know. So <clears throat> we had a meeting one day that again, this goes back to my corporate days. Yeah. And there was a guy who came in to talk about, um, time efficiency, basically time blocking your day, you know, yeah. how to organize your things during the day. Cause as salespeople, there's a gazillion things going on, right? Uh, opportunities that you have to follow up on all that stuff. And then by the end of the day, you're just exhausted because you've been chasing your tail around trying to uh, uh, haphazardly answer all these calls and emails and all that stuff. And um, I thought this was a little extreme. I, I, I never implemented this, but what he suggested is that um, on uh, a voicemail, right? Uh if you couldn't pick up your message or if on your return receipt from an email uh, that you would say, I'll be answering, uh, uh, I would be answering, you know, sorry, I can't answer your uh, call right now. I'll be answering my emails uh, after two o'clock today mm -hmm. um, and returning your call, or I'll be answering your email um, uh, by a certain time. Like there was a time block when he said, this is when I'm going to be uh, uh, answering emails. This is a time block when I, when he said, uh, this is when we're going to answer or where I'm going to answer um, voicemails uh, from the morning. And so uh, a lot of people tried to do that. And it's, for some, it worked. Uh, for me, it just didn't work out that much. Mm -hmm. But what it taught me is that I really had to time block and organize um, my my um, responses to all the questions, all the calls and all that stuff. And the, and, and, the, and, and also juggle a family at home. And not feel like, you know, not not feeling like uh, I'm working in front of the family when I'm supposed to be there with the family, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, and so, um, you know, now that we have these iPhones or these, you know, smartphones, you can you can schedule your your ringer to stop ringing, you know, after a certain time, and then resume in the morning. You'll still get the messages, you'll still get the re uh, notifications, but um, I I just turn it off. In fact, I, I hate phones that ring. So my for years, my phone, I always put it on silent. It'll buzz. Uh, and so um, like like in the evenings. Okay, so mine turns off. My uh, scheduled, I forget what you call it. Um, my scheduled time when, when the buzz, when the ring, when the uh, vib vibration turns off is like, I think it's like uh, eight, 8.30 from 8:30 till 7 o'clock in the morning it doesn't it doesn't buzz right yeah. but if i happen to look at the phone and i can see everyone that called in or or text me and if i want to respond 
I'll try and avoid it, but you know, sometimes I just have to. So uh, I found that I was, uh, became very disciplined and customers, repeat customers and people that would always, you know, communicate me kind of knew my window of when I was going to respond. Cause typically during the day, if somebody emails me and I'm not in the middle of a meeting or something, I respond like right away. Yeah. You know, on, on a text message. And so yeah. sometimes no, you just have to do that. Yeah. You do have to turn it off sometimes because it, then it gets, it's it just so much, right? There's so many things that you have to do, but I love the idea of just telling a client or responding to an email that with a quick, I got it. And I'm going to respond to you, but just acknowledging receipt of it really does help the client feel like at least they were, they know you got it. So, you know, if you have to wait to respond to them, they're not anxious about that. So I think that's a, a great idea. And so I used to think I'm going to take the whole weekend off Saturday and Sunday, but I, fi- I started finding because I love what I do that I couldn't do the entire weekend. So I take Sunday off from work and sun uh, Saturday off from work and half of Sunday but I built in a fourth habit, which is basically what I call Sunday night prep time. So I'll take an hour after dinner on Sunday to go through my week schedule and see who I'm meeting with for the week, what I have to be ready for with them. Um, if I'm if I'm doing a if I'm a speaking a speaking engagement, just making sure my you know, my ducks are in the row for that and what I have to do to get up to speed and ready for that. But I spend a little bit of time on Sunday night prepping for the week, which takes so, so, so I'm stealing a little bit of time from the weekend, but I'm doing it at the end of the weekend and it just helps me settle in to the rest of the week. Do you ever prep on, on Sunday night? I know you said you prep a little bit the day before, but how about Sunday nights? Yeah, on Sunday night. Yeah, I'll do that uh, towards the end of the night you know, after we've done what we're going to do on, on the Sundays and it's typically later on just before maybe an hour before we go to bed or something like that. I'll just do a quick checklist of, I'll do a quick check, check of emails of see if there was anything urgent um, that I need to respond to in the morning and then just kind of plan out my day on and, and line up things um, in a general sense. I don't do it in a detailed uh, sense. Cause then I'd be sitting there till midnight doing that. Um, yeah. But I do take it. I do. I do a quick once over, and jot down um, my priority list for the for the next day, and yeah. for the and for the week. So yeah, no, I find it to be a really good um, thing to stay efficient, yeah. stay on target. Yeah, because uh, you you know you don't want to do that on Monday. First thing on top of the Monday, you you, you get into Monday after your wake up routine, and then now you're. You don't feel like you're organized. You feel right. You feel like you get hit by a freight train if you wait till Monday <laughs> yeah, to look at yeah. your schedule, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> totally. I that's that's the reason why I started doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. So number five on my list is this is something that really changed my life. Delegating the easy stuff. I used to want to do everything myself, everything, every little thing. And then what I realized very quickly is I don't have time to do everything I need to accomplish in order to run a household efficiently, to run my business efficiently. And the best thing I ever did was hire an assistant to be my right hand and started delegating to her easy stuff. Like, please go pick up my laundry. (laughs) You know, that, that stuff that has to be done in order for me to have the time to be creative in my business and go and talk to new clients and so forth and serve clients. Um, Things about even like, you know, meal prep and things like that, that keep me healthy that are easy for somebody else to do to help me out. And I, it was like the best thing I ever did. 
And delegating the easy stuff is pretty easy. It's easy to tell, ask somebody to, to go run errands, to send them to the post office to mail things for you or to go pick up um, laundry or things like that. It's the hard thing is number number six here on my list, and that's delegating some hard stuff, right? Delegating the things that you think you can only handle. You're the only one that can actually manage that. So what happens is in my business, I get projects like to do projects. And sometimes it involves learning a certain program or learning a, a certain method. And what I found that I have a very smart assistant and a very efficient assistant. And what I found that if she can learn some of these systems and then give me a tutorial on it for 20 minutes, I'm golden. And then my life is so much easier. So I love this idea of delegating certain projects, learning, um, having somebody else learn a program and then helping me figure it out instead of me having to reinvent the wheel and spend my time figuring out technical stuff that really isn't my zone of genius. I want to be doing the creative design. I want to be going out and talking to people about how we can up-level their brand and up-level their image. And that is better time spent for me doing that rather than trying to figure out, figure out a program where I, that I can use to organize somebody's closet with, right? I just need somebody to figure out the program and show me how to do that. So that was number six on my list of things that have helped me be a better and more efficient business owner. Number seven is kind of piggybacks on this. And what I found is as I've hired people throughout the years to help me is that sometimes I really hire for character. I want somebody that I have chemistry with. I want somebody that I enjoy being around because they're sort of in my workspace um, and we're in each other's, you know, we're just like kind of around each other a lot. So I hire for character, for integrity, for honesty, for those kind of traits that um, that are hard to teach. You can't teach integrity, right? And I feel as though if I hire for that, I can teach them anything, any system in my business, any process. That's not a problem. Uh, but what I found is that some people have different levels of genius, obviously, right? So I'll, I might hire somebody to be to manage my inventory, but come, I might come to find out that they really don't like uh, computers, they don't like Excel, and that's kind of a problem, but they are great writers. So they might be able to help me write my blogs or help me start, you know, doing research. And that's, that's my, that seventh, um, point of efficiency that has helped me build efficiency is really knowing who my team members are and giving them projects that really are in their zone of genius rather than giving them a project they would hate to do or aren't capable of doing as well. And then them wasting their time and then in turn wasting my time. And I don't know, Rick, if you have any opinion on this, but it's so interesting. Like you, you know, these last, these last three that I mentioned, the delegating the easy stuff, delegating some project like stuff and then getting taught by your team members of how to do it and then um targeting their zone of genius kind of go together right it's like it, all those things build an efficiency into your team and in turn into your business any thoughts on that yeah i, <clears throat> I totally agree with that you know everyone's going to be a little bit different as a if you're a solopreneur then it's a little bit more difficult i mean you could you could always uh, pay somebody to to do those little tasks like a VA yeah. or a, a, an assistant or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, you, you definitely don't want to do everything. No, <laughs> there's yeah. no way, you know, as a, <clears throat> uh, I'm, I'm a uh, president of a, of a, a charity group here in, in town. And 
it's there's no way I could run uh, our our facility without a team, and without committees, and without um, uh, the resources of being able to delegate all those little things, so I can focus on making, you know, our organization um, profitable, moving it in the right direction, keeping it community minded, um, all those different things. I mean, I <clears throat> last year before I took took this role, I looked at that, and because you know we were coming out of COVID, we were trying to transform everything, and and we found ourselves killing ourselves because we were trying to do everything in the way that it, we would know that we wanted to, to shape it. Um, and then after, you know, many months of doing that, it's like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's like, uh, I, I, I need to take a, like a two month vacation, <laughs> you know? So if you, you know, if you have the resources to, to delegate, I definitely would, would do that. Um, simplify your process so you can really focus on, what you're trying to do. And if that's, you know, um, you know, closing deals, if that's selling more products, if that's getting yourself in front of an, a, a bigger audience to expose them to your, um, uh, your product or service, that's really what you should be doing. All these yeah. little things are just going to bog you down. They're going to frustrate you. They're going to take you away from, uh, your bigger goals of what you want to, what, what you want to do with your company or, or how you want to grow your company. Yeah, 100%. And that's about not getting stuck in the weeds, mm -hmm. you know, of the business, really knowing where to take your efforts and, and direct them, as well as the efforts of people that might be working with you or for you, so that you can really, you know, reach those goals. And um, as I go down my list, I found that those three, you know, just the, delegating the easy stuff, delegating project like stuff, and then really helping people um, that are working with you or for you in their in their zone of genius so that it's more efficient have been really tied in together. The next um, thing, which is number eight on my list, is content creation. So I create a lot of content, as many entrepreneurs are doing now, like reels for Instagram, videos for marketing, branding videos, um, TikTok videos to promote the business. So much is going on in terms of uh, content creation. Even the show right here is content, right, that we are creating. I spend time um, just creating content, uh, you know, like maybe it's, it's like Monday morning, certain kind of content, um, for the week. So I really do spend time creating content, whether it's on Facebook or reels or whatnot. And so blocking some time to create the content really does help because you know that you're going to be probably if you're on camera for it, you're going to be, you need to be dressed up, you know, hair, best face forward, makeup, that kind of thing. So on a day when you are feeling really great about being camera ready, sitting down and really knocking out a bunch of content. And I know, Rick, you have something to say about this because we've done this together before where we've actually created content together. You've come to my uh, workroom. We've, you know, recorded multiple, uh, you know, um, videos when I was ready for it, camera ready mm -hmm. for it. And those are more of the formal videos, but being ready and just knocking out multiple things rather than just focusing on one thing. Yeah. I mean, if you are organized enough and you've planned ahead, uh, for instance, um, <clears throat> let's say you do a podcast, you, you want to do a podcast um, or a video or a live stream or something like that. And yeah. you don't necessarily want to do it live. Uh, well, that, that shouldn't stop you because you can sit down. If you have, if you have a show that's maybe let's say half an hour, right? 
and and you can carve out two hours with uh, somebody who can record you, or if you, you're knowledgeable enough, you can do it yourself. You can knock out four shows in in a couple of hours uh, and have them ready for the month, right? And so, yeah. if um, and it's just a matter of 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 understanding the content that you're going to talk about. I had a realtor who, uh, and he's been on the show a couple times, I believe. Uh, <clears throat> when I first do started doing his um, video production. Uh, he wanted to do really quick five minute uh, things, right? Uh, because he was sending out to like twenty thousand people on his email list, and uh, and he wanted to make sure it was short, concise, powerful, and and applicable, right, to the housing market and and yeah. things like that. And so he's like, okay. So I went over to his to his office, and it's like, okay, uh, what do I talk about? <laughs> I go, are you kidding me? Yeah. We got two hours to film stuff and you don't know what to talk about. And so we were looking around and he goes, do you have any books on, 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 on real estate? And he goes, hold on a second. So he goes over, he picks out this book and it's 101 questions. You, buyers and sellers can ask a real estate agent. I go, okay, yeah. start paging through that. So I, I started pulling off topics and I go, can you do this one? He goes, yeah, I can talk about that. And sure. So we'd knock out a quick five minute video. Right. And then here's another one knocked out another uh, video. And by the end of the two hours, I think we had like 15 videos. So yeah. he was good for the quarter. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean when it comes to efficiency in, in, in time blocking time to create that content, right? You've got a captive amount of time and you're going to knock out enough content for you know, half a year because you're, you know, maybe you're dripping it out at once every two weeks, every week or whatnot. So that is such a good hack for entrepreneurs who are really need to be creating content all the time is to kind of do it in one fell swoop. So it doesn't feel like you're reinventing the wheel every single time. You have to get ready every single time to do yeah. a, you know, a two minute video. Well, right. and then like what you do here for the show, we started doing this. I, I can't remember how long ago, but um, with your speedy recaps, right? We, yeah. we got that from, from Molly and, um, um, it's, I think it's a great technique because really all you're doing is recycling already recorded content. You're just taking a little snippet where you talk about a key, a key moment in the episode that hooks them to, to either come watch the next show or watch that episode. And so it's a great way to re recycle or repurpose, uh, uh, your already recorded, um, content. Yeah, a hundred percent. So as I kind of go through my list, that was number eight. Number nine is a technique I learned from another fellow entrepreneur. And that is that sometimes we have a project to complete, but we get kind of sidetracked or we get distracted from it. And what she had told me is that if you take 50 minutes to sit down and really focus on that project and not get up in the 50 minutes um, until you're kind of substantially complete in that project, you'll find that you can accomplish a lot in that 50 minutes. And I, I love that. I've tried it and it works. If I don't dedicate a certain amount of time to a given project, then I'll get distracted. I'll look at emails in between. But if I say that I'm just going to focus on this for 50 minutes, and I don't know why 50 minutes works. It seems to be better than 60 minutes, a full hour and better than half an hour. But 50 minutes is, is such a, a sweet spot. And if you just focus on something for 50 minutes, you can actually get so much done on that specific issue or topic or matter or, or project that you're working on. So that's a really good tip. And it works. It worked for me. And I think it could work for really anybody. 
So the final number 10 on the list of how um, to really find efficiency in your life as a business owner. And this goes back to another show we did. It's that big picture vision. It's really having the big picture vision in front of you. What is your big picture vision? What is that big goal you're trying to meet? Remember, you can't really get to your goal if you don't know what they are, if you haven't articulated them, if you haven't listed them somewhere. So that is what a big picture vision does for you. You need to know the goals for your year. Not only do you need to know the goals for the year, you need to know what your smaller goals are, your micro goals. So what are your goals for the year? What are your goals for the quarter? What are your goals for the month? And what are your goals for the day? It's almost like you have to get granular. You have to be able to zoom in and zoom out. And Rick, what do you think about that? Sort of having this, you have the bird's eye view of your big picture vision, which is always in front of you, but you have this capability of zooming out to look at the big picture vision and then zooming into the quarter, zooming even closer into the month and even closer into the day. Because when you have those goals in front of you, you kind of know your direction, you know where you're headed and it keeps you efficient. What do you think? You have to do that. I mean, you have to be able to, to uh, look at your business from a 60,000 foot level, right? And see everything, see the whole field. Um, and, and to make sure that all the little things that you're doing at ground level are moving you in the right direction. Right. And so you yeah. almost have to, you have to take a really objective look at what's going on in the playing field. And the only way to do that is to zoom out and, and, and look at it from a, from, from a, from a high level. So yeah. I, I do that all the time and just to make sure, or, or, or somebody asks me about a certain thing. Um, um, and it's like, okay, I have to, I, before I answer, if I don't know the question or if it, it's a, maybe it's a good suggestion, but it's just something that's going to take me off track or uh, the team off track, I've got to really zoom out and say, okay, is that, is that a good idea now in the, in the direction that we're moving um, over the next couple of months? Now that could be good in a couple of months, but it's not good now. So I can, I can make an object, uh, objective decision and respond in a, in a, in a better way uh, as to maybe not so much to offend that person, but it's like, you know, that's something we're looking at. It is, it is part of our plan um, uh, in, uh, next quarter. Um, but um, right now this is what we're focused on. And so it, I think it's a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, the big picture vision seems to be coming up a lot, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so with the hashtag efficiency and shine, and I don't know if you already have that ready. Right? I don't, but I'll get it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the hashtag efficiency and shine, I'd love to jump on a call with you and really start thinking about how to help you as a business owner become more efficient. Now, why is that important? Because you're building a brand and that you, you need to have the efficiency in your life so that you can really reach all those goals. And I have some great tips to offer, but we also have to customize how that efficient, efficient plan looks for you. So with, a, with the hashtag efficiency and shine, uh, we can jump on a call and talk about that a little bit more. And the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up boils down to this. The top 10 ways I have found myself to be more efficient as an entrepreneur is one, I have a morning routine. Two, I don't miss my workouts. Three, I turn off my working schedule on Saturdays. I usually turn off for a day and a half on the weekend. Um, on Sunday, I use half an hour to an hour to prep for the entire week before because it just gets me recharged and reset and looking forward to the week. I delegate the easy stuff 
And I've learned to delegate project stuff that I can delegate big things to somebody that then can actually train me on how to be to to do it so that it's easier for me, easily consumable, and I can then do what my zone of genius is instead of spend time trying to reinvent the wheel on technicalities. And I always think about my team members and what their zones of genius are because I want to give them tasks that that they love to do, that they're good at. I don't want to give them tasks that are hard for them that will take them so much time because that's inefficient for all of us. Number seven, content creation, blocking time to content create and just batch creating content so that you have a lot of content to put out throughout a quarter and you've only taken two hours of your time that quarter to get it all produced. And time blocking for 50-minute time blocks have been a really great way to really up-level my efficiency and focus. And finally, having a big picture vision and really knowing what your goals are for the year, having knowing what your goals are for the quarter, for the month, for the day, looking at it from a bird's eye view and then zooming in granularly and looking at it very closely down to the day, but really knowing where you're headed on each and every step of the way can be really efficient. A tip to use is think about listing a set of habits that make you, that create habits for you in the morning. Because I think that having those habits as a business owner in the morning gets you set off on the right foot. Whether it's making your bed and having your coffee and sitting out in nature, if that's all it is, that is a great foundation for the day and it gets you charged and, and ready for the day. So build in those morning habits. A tool to use is um, I use my calendar where I actually every morning have my routine built in to a block in my schedule. So I have listed in my routine workout or whatever my workout is, um, read your book for 20 minutes, whatever it is that I do as a routine. And I have it repeating every single day. So I'd never forget it. And when I do something, I actually check off that I did it. It makes me feel very accomplished. So um, I would say a great tool to use is your calendar and actually put it in there. Finally, action item. Remember, you need a big picture vision. That's like always our action item. Always have that in front of you. And think about your list of habits that you're going to build into your day to get you started. And there you have it. The Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up. Join us next Thursday at 1130 Live where we'll bring you a fresh new show on how to be the best entrepreneur you can be, how to show up professionally on camera and off camera and really help you elevate your brand. 